a return of favor because giving itself generates a joy and therefore there is no expectation of any other favor and it is given in a responsible manner this is called the sattvikam dhanam yattuk pratyapakarartham however when something is given with an expectation of reciprocation of reward that I am giving this charity therefore I'll get return in favor. That kind of a consideration is there. Phalamuddhishyava punaha. Even if one does not expect any return from the same person, person expects some other kind of reward in terms of earning punya or merit or maybe earning some name and fame. The typical uh, characteristic of the mind which is predominant in religious. Because ego gratification is very important for a person in whom rajas is predominant. And therefore, when he gives, he makes it well known that I have done this somehow. There is the one to give. But sometimes under certain circumstances, he is pressurized to give. He gives with reluctance. Grudgingly. So when something is done grudgingly, or it is given with a desire for gratification, or it is given for a return in favor. These are all the characteristics of the rajas. Then continuing with the with the verse twenty-two. Now we are told about the tamas dana, meaning the dhanam of the charity that originates from tamoguna. Adeshakale yaddanam Apatre bhyascha dhiyate Asat krutama vagnyatam Tattamasamudharutam Yaddanam Adeshakale dhiyate that is given at an improper time, at an improper place. Charity is given, but without any responsibility, without any consideration of whether this is an appropriate time, whether this person, it should be given to the person when the person needs it. At that time it should be given. At a place where it is needed, then it should be given. But Or it is given at a place which is not an auspicious place. It is given at a time which is not an auspicious time. So time and place which are marked as auspicious for giving charities, one doesn't take into consideration. Only because this person doesn't have any trust in this kind of thing. So he doesn't care. Swami, all times are the same. God has made them. All places are equal. So some kind of thinking they have. And so they don't care whether this is an auspicious place or an auspicious time. Apatre bhyasadiyate. Given to undeserving people. Undeserving meaning that, as we said, we should see that the, the charity that is given also is used in a responsible manner. It helps the person. It helps a good cause or helps the person. Otherwise, the person will waste that money or going to misuse it or abuse it. That can happen. That when you give something, it is misused or abused. It is possible that this with the money, either the person may damage himself, he may go and drink or do something like that. Or he may hurt somebody else and therefore it's possible that if you make a charity, it may hurt the person or hurt somebody else. Like a country giving billions of dollars to some, some other country and those people buy all kinds of weapons to, uh, you know, attack somebody. And so, that is a dhanam. Charity is given without any responsibility. <coughs> so, this is the Tamas, charity arising from Tamas, Asatkrutam. Also it is said that when you give to somebody, give it with respect. Particularly when something is going to do respectable people like Brahmanas, you should wash their, make them sit in a proper place, wash their feet, or put a dots there, offer your prostrations, and this with respect, give them with respect. A sattvic person always will give with respect. Because, as we say, 
when a good person feels that it is my privilege to give, in fact he feels obliged that this person has accepted to receive charity from me, he feels obliged because for you to give, your hand should be higher, somebody should place their hand lower than yours, then alone you can give. This person has accepted to be a recipient and he has given me the honor of giving, so the person feels honored in fact, the sattvic person feels honored when he gives. The tamoguni person on the other hand feels just the opposite. He, is, he feels that these fellows don't deserve, they are all useless fellows, they are all you know beggars, they don't deserve asatkurdam, without any proper treatment, without respect. Avagnatam with disdain, with contempt, you know, you throw something at somebody, this also is done. People offer something to beggars, just throw them, because they just, you know, they are so angry. Sometimes the beggars also pressurize you to, to and pressurize to give. People just throw things on them with, with contempt. So without proper respect, with contempt. So when in this manner something is given, tattamasam, so, Shraddhayadeyam, Ashraddhayadeyam. What is given should be given with honor. Without honor, it should not be given. Shriyadeyam, Bhyadeyam. Always give in proportion to your own wealth. Give with an awe that maybe I may offend this person, or maybe I may not follow the proper stipulations of scriptures. So, there is some kind of an awe within oneself. Also a certain amount of shyness. <coughs> so with humility, a sattvic person will do this, a tamoguni person does the opposite. That tamasam, pudhartam, this kind of charity is born of tamas, as Lord Krishna says. <coughs> in this manner, as Lord Krishna has prom- had promised in the beginning, Lord, give us the classification or categorization of ahara, yajna, dana, tapaha. Three kinds of food, sattvic rajasthamas. Yajna, three kinds of yajna or the forms of worship. Three kinds of penance or austerities and three kinds of charities. By three kinds we mean sattvic, rajas and tamas. The purpose of describing it is so that we become aware of our own tendencies and where we find ourselves acting as prompted by rajas or tamas, we would know. While giving it to somebody, well, suppose I am giving charity to somebody, what kind of thoughts occur in my mind? Do I feel that I am obliging the other person or I feel I am obliged? Do I respect that person in my mind or I, I look down upon that person with contempt, I look down upon them and I give them? Even though outwardly my behavior may be all, how is my, my tendency, how, how is the, the, my disposition of my mind, it will be worthwhile observing ourselves. When I perform a ritual, when I perform a home or any other ritual also, what is the kind of tendency in my mind? Does my mind automatically ask me the question, what is in it for me? Am I doing for a personal gain? Or am I making a show by doing it? Is it that I want the world to know about it? Also that I'll be, I'll gain respect and name, is it why I'm doing it? Let me know that this is born of rajas. Or when I do it, I have no shraddha at all. I don't care whether I, any, 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 any stipulations are followed or not, whether the mantras are chanted properly, one who doesn't care for any stipulation, just does it for whatever reason. That is tamas. So we do find these tendencies in us. Mind has all the three gunas, sattva, rajas and tamas. So sometimes even a person who is sattvic, sometimes his mind may have rajas, sometimes the mind may have tamas, then we will know from these tendencies whether it is rajas or tamas. And this is being told to us so that we can avoid rajas and tamas and deliberately cultivate the sattvic attitude. What is the sattvic attitude? Lord Krishna has told us with charity, with penance, what are the austerities, sattvic attitudes are told so that we deliberately 
cultivate those attitudes and we deliberately uh, discourage the attitudes born of rajas and tamas. <coughs> now, in the last section, Lord Krishna tells us a very interesting thing. Lord Krishna tells us the, the, the glory of reciting God's name. Lord Krishna prescribes that how you should recite God's name because it brings about auspiciousness. What happens is that all these four, whether it is food, even though we are very particular about making sure that my food is sattvic food, or when I perform a yajna or a ritual that I am particular about making it sattvic, whether it is yajna, tapas, dhanam, anything, and still, we do not know everything that goes into that. You know, I mean, after all, the food, for example, you think that this is sattvic food, but after all, the food can have different kinds of defects. The food may be defective based on what the uh, what the very food is. For example, as we said, it is fish and fowl and garlic. All that by the nature itself there. And sometimes you don't know if such a thing is added in your food. You don't know. Swami, you look, uh, I thought that this was a, a cheese, vegetarian pizza, but under this cheese there was pepperoni. You, know, you put it in your mouth and you find out. You don't know sometimes. In these days, of course, we don't know what goes into what. And so, where animal products go in there, in, at what place this thing is made. Particularly when you are eating all these kind of prepared things, you don't know who has made them, with what attitudes they are made, you don't know. Also the materials that we use for worship also, how clean or pure they are, we do not know. Sometimes we may not even know that we are uttering the verses or mantras which are perhaps not quite right, we may not know. Meaning that even though the person has shraddha or the faith and the best intentions, still because of ignorance, or because of wrong knowledge, it is possible that there may be some deficiencies in the things that we do. We don't know all stipulations. Oh Swamiji, is that what you're supposed to do? I didn't know that. Oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? People then discover later on. So in spite of our sincerity, there are things that we may not know. So Lord Krishna prescribes a way of trying to overcome this kind of defects. Lord Krishna says, utter the name of God. And name of God, utterance, has the capability of making even a defective process free from defect. Because when you perform yajna, dana, tapaha, it is food that gives the immediate effect. But when you perform a yajna, when you give charity, when you perform an austerity, you don't know what the outcome is because it is adrushta or unseen, the results are unseen. So we do not know whether everything has been done correctly or properly or not. So here Lord Krishna here prescribes the utterance of name of God so that if there are any deficiencies in our performance of various religious actions, those deficiencies will be made up and you will get the appropriate result. <coughs> it is called Samanya Prayaschitta. There are specific Prayaschitta means act of atonement. We know very well that in our store of karma in prarabdha, there is both punya as well as papa. And therefore, it is customary, the reason why we, are, we ourselves perform prayers regularly. We perform acts of worship, prayers, charity, all of these we do. These are what we call general prayasitta, broad spectrum acts of atonement to neutralize the effects of whatever papa karma or unbecoming effects may have been 
we do not know what is in our past we do not know what exactly destiny brings but then we know that obstacles do come sometimes external obstacles sometimes internal obstacles and these obstacles we believe are the result of some improper or unbecoming actions we may have done in the past we don't know what it is therefore we deliberately perform this acts of prayer of worship of charity we deliberately do them so that they create a punya or a virtuous effect to neutralize the effect of the papa karma or sinful actions of the past mamopata samasta duridakshay dwara shri parmeshwara prityartham so when brahmanas start performing ritual this is what they say mamopata samasta durita all durita durita means this sinful or unbecoming tendencies that i have gathered in the past tatkshayadwara for removing them so that my mind becomes pure parmeshwara prityartham for pleasing the lord to acquire his grace we require we need the grace of ishwara so that the obstacles on our path will be removed whether you want some material gain or spiritual gain either way prayer always has is necessary and uttering utterance of name of god also is by way of prayer it's a general prayasita general act of atonement to neutralize the deficiencies which may have been left inadvertently because of ignorance or because of our lack of alertness whatever deficiencies or shortcomings are there in performance of these religious actions that they will be compensated for and that the actions religious actions that we perform will lead appropriate result for that this recital or utterance of god's name is prescribed by lord krishna so verse 23 we are told <laughs> ओम तत्सिदित ओम तत्सदिति निर्देशः ओम तत्सदिति निर्देशः ब्रह्मणस्त्रिविधस्मृतः ब्राह्मणास्तेन वेदाश्च यज्ञाश्च विहिताः पुरा Lord, Om Tatsat, it is Nirdesha, Nirdesha means the name here. That by which something is indicated is called Nirdesha. So, something is specified. Actually, it means Nama here. Om Tatsat, it is Nirdesha. By these three words, in fact, it is God or Ishwara who is specified, who is indicated. meaning that om tat sat ar name of brahma the name of god these are all well known in the vedas as in taitiri upanishad we saw om iti brahma om iti idagum sarvam taitiri upanishad om iti brahma om is name of brahman or god om iti idam sarvam because om alone is all this so, om is well known to be the name of god that also is a well known name tatvamasi that the words taditiva etasya mahatobhutasya nama bhavati elson the veda it is said that tat is a name of mahatobhutasya of this great being of the parmatma tat is the name of parmatma sat sadeva somya idam idam agrasit ekameva dvitiyam Hey, so me, a good-looking one. This universe before its creation was sat, one without a second. Thus, we find these three names being used for God. Om, Tat, and Sat. Therefore, Lord Krishna says, Om Tat Sat. It is Nirdesha, Brahmana, Trivida, Smrta. Smrta. 
is known. Vedanteshu chintitaha. In the Vedanta, in the Upanishads, elsewhere in the Vedas also, the wise people have, 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 have said this, that Om Tatsat. In some place, Om is mentioned as name of God. In some other place, Tat is mentioned as name of God. In another place, Sat is mentioned as name of God. And thus, Om Tatsat. This is mentioned as name of God. Either you call it one name or you call it three names. There is a difference of opinion among, among the commentators. Whether Om Tatsat is three names, because there are three different names, or does Om Tatsat become one name? Because Nirdesha is a singular. And therefore, somebody thinks that Om Tatsat becomes one name. And like Omkara is the three matra, Akara, Ukara, Makara, so also this name is three elements, Om, Tat, Sat. Or you can say Om is Ishwara's name, so is Tat, so is Sat. Brahmanaha, Trividaha, Smritaha, this threefold expression of Brahman. Now in the second line, Lord Krishna sings the glory of this. Why, that sings the greatness of this name or greatness of this, this three. Brahmanasthya nevedasthya yajnasthya vihitah pura. Pura in the beginning of creation. Lord Krishna says that when Brahma the creator created the universe, then he uttered these words, Om Tatsat. Brahmanaha, when he created Brahmana as a priest, Vedaha, the Vedas, Yajnaha, the rituals. So, Brahmanas are those who perform the rituals. Vedas are the means of performing rituals because Vedas are the means of knowledge from which you learn about rituals. Many Vedas prescribe the rituals and Yajnas are rituals that are performed. So, Karta, Karma and Karan. Brahmanas are the kartaraha, they are the performers of rituals. Yajnas, rituals are those who are performed as for karma. And Vedas are karana, means of knowledge. So karta, karma, karana, all of this. All these three are considered to be very auspicious or very pious. Vedas, of course, very pious because they are revealed by Ishwara. Yajna. Yajna is a ceremony that is considered to be extremely pious. That is the most predominant ceremony prescribed in the Vedas. And the Vedas say that is Yajna or the sacrificial ceremony that in fact sustains the whole universe. And Brahmanas are the priests, the learned people who perform those ceremonies. That means it's Brahmanas, Vedas and Yajnas, these are the three most celebrated and most auspicious aspects of creation, Lord Krishna says that when these three were created, tena, by utterance of Om Tatsat, Vihitaha Puraha, they were created by utterance of Om Tatsat. So, how auspicious these, these words must be? That even the Creator uttered them while creating the Brahmanas, the Vedas, and the Yajnas, Therefore, here, Arjuna, understand that these are the, the, the these are the most auspicious or extremely auspicious names of God. And now, of course, subsequently, other names also became very well known. So you hear this kind of verses at the completion of the rituals or ceremonies. Yes, yes, Vrutya, Tapah puja kriyadishu nyunam sampoonatam yadi sadyo vandetam achyudam. Yes, yes, vritya chanamoktya. By remembering whom, or by uttering whose name. Tapah puja kriyadishu. When you perform tapas or austerity, puja or the worship, or other rituals when you perform, then by whose remembrance? Or by utterance of whose name, Nyunam Sampurnatam Yati, whatever deficiencies are there, are all removed, and that ceremony becomes perfect. 
Whose name is it? Sadhyo Vande Tamachyutam. To that Achyuta, to that Lord Narayana, I salute. Therefore, utter his name. Therefore, the Brahmana is Vishnu, Vishnu, Vishnu. Or, Parayaschittanya Sheshani, Tapah Karmatmakani Vai, Yanitesham Asheshanam, Shri Krishna Nusmaranam Param. Nobody's heard any of these verses, looks like, but anyway. Parayaschittani Asheshani. For Prayasitta, as act of atonement, tapas karmatmakani, where you perform tapas or austerities, perform other rituals, as Prayasitta, as act of atonement, to neutralize the, the negative effects. Instead of doing all of that, tesham asheshanam, Sri Krishna anusmaranam, just remembering Sri Krishna does everything. Therefore, after finishing the ritual, they say, Shri Krishna, Shri Krishna, Shri Krishna. By uttering that name, whatever deficiencies are there, are all made up. You need not do any special acts of atonement, this utterance itself is okay. I mean, this is the kind of faith that people have, and this is the practice that they follow. Pramadat kurvatam karma prachyavetat dharesvyat Particularly when they perform the yaga, homa. Now, no pay attention. The Brahm priest at the end will say, Vishnu, Vishnu, Vishnu. Svarna devatat Vishnu sampurnam syad. So, when you are offering, making offering into fire, inadvertently, you forget it, do it twice, and doze off, and something like that happens, you know. Or instead of one material, you offer some other material, and therefore, this kind of deficiency are likely to be there. When you are doing 1000 ahutis and 1500, all kinds of big things are there, then it's possible. Then, there's that Vishnu, Smaranath. Just remember Vishnu, then everything will be alright. In short, in the Vedic culture, the utterance of God's name is considered very auspicious. It creates a very auspicious effect and in turn neutralizes the deficiencies or the negative effects which may have arisen because of ignorance or inadvertence. Though so Lord Krishna prescribes Om Tatsat. Now in the next four verses, Lord Krishna eulogizes or praises this, this Om Tat and Sat. These three in the words or three names are praised. That praise is just this is called Arthavada, praise is done as a part or as a, as a for the purpose of enjoining. So the, the style of the scriptures is that when they want to enjoin something, then you should do this. Then they will praise doing that and the outcome of that. So now in the verse 24, we hear the praise of the name Om. Tasmado mityuda rutya Yagnyadana tapakriya Pravartante vidhanoktaha Satatam brahma vadinam Tasmad therefore because Om is so auspicious, that Tasmat, Om iti Udahurutya, therefore Udahurutya uttering Om, Yajnidana Tapakriyaha Pravartante. So when you want to perform a Yajna, it starts with Om. You want to perform a charity, Om. Perform an austerity, Om. They commence the auspicious act. All these religious acts of yajna, dana, tapaha, they commence with the utterance of Om. Vidhanoktaha satatam brahmavadinam. Brahmavadinam. By the people who are, who's, who's, who are brahmavadis. Meaning those who are learned in the Vedas. Those who are learned in the Vedas in the scriptures. They always do this acts by utterance of, beginning with utterance of Om. They commence these things by utterance of Om. Vidhanoktaha, as prescribed through the injunctions, when they perform these enjoined duties, 
like yajna, dana, tapaha, then they always do with the commencement of home, utterance of home, they commence. <coughs> and so, you see, even the creator, he said, Om Tatsat, because in creation also some problems can be there or some defects can be there. When a creator also creates, it's possible. That he also, there will be some inadvertence there also, he must follow the rules and karma and everything and suppose it's not quite followed, somebody is not quite uh, rewarded as the person should have, jiva should have been rewarded and somebody rewarded. Suppose such things are done in creation. Then even Brahma is Om Tatsat. And this, how, and then, as we said, Om is the third for Yajnidana Tapaha. The next one is the word Tat. Next verse says that. Tadityanabhisandhaya Phalam Yajnidapakriyaha Dana Kriyasya Vividhaha Kriyante moksha kāṅśivihi Tat iti phalam anavisandhāya Moksha kāṅśivihi By those who are desirous of moksha. So those who are desirous of moksha, what do they do? Yajna tapah kriyāha dāna kriyāsya vividhāha so those who are aspirants, desirous of moksha, when they perform yajna, dana, tapaha, then because they are mumukshus, therefore they do not want any reward, personal reward as a result of performance of these karmas. Therefore, phalam anabhisandhaya, without expectation or without the consideration of the personal reward. Meaning that while performing yajna, tapaha, dhanam, these acts, acts of, these religious acts, they don't think of the outcome. Avisandhi means all the time keeping in mind, they don't keep in mind the outcome of the phala, the personal reward. But tat is avisandhaya, but then they always think of tat or ishwara they think of. Meaning they perform the actions as an offering to Lord. When does an action become Becomes an, when does it become an offering to the Lord? While performing action, you keep Lord in mind. It is not that I say, now this I am offering to Ishwara, and so then you uh, it gets offered. It's not like that. But it becomes an offering to Ishwara while performing that action, my mind is centered upon Ishwara. How do you do that? By eternal of Tat. Tat. So you do not you do not consider, think, think of the phala or the result, rather than that, you think of Ishvara by eternal servant. Tat, tat iti abhisandhaya. Phalam anabhisandhaya, tat iti abhisandhaya. So without consideration of the uh, phala, at the same time keeping in mind tat, meaning Ishvara, the mumukshus, the seekers of moksha, perform these yajnyadana tapah, these activities. So therefore, this look, this, this name Tat is so great that it's even capable of giving moksha when an action is performed without the, the expectation of personal reward. And for praising the name Sat, Lord Krishna has actually two verses. Sat means good, we know that also. But Sat is name of God and so here the uh, verse 26 tells us sadbhave sadhu bhave cha sadhitye tat prayujyate prashaste karmani tatha satshabdaf partha yujyate Sat Shabdha Partha Yujyade He Partha The word Sat of the name Sat is employed Use Sadbha <coughs> Sadbhava Something coming into being 
So when something comes into being like a son, like a, like a child, then that is an occasion which is called sat or good. And therefore, that is when you use the word sat, that something has come into being. Sadhu bhavecha. Also, someone who, who becomes good, someone who may not be good, sadhu bhava, but becomes good, then also use the word sat, like sat purushaha, or for one, one person who is good, you use for anything that is good, you use the word sat, like sat purushaha, sajjanaha, sajjana means a good person, sat purushaha, a good man, sat karma, a good action. Prashaste karmanitatha, also with reference to prashasta or exalted action also, the word sat is like sat karma, prashasta karma. Prashasta also means that is auspicious action, such as weddings, etc., vivahadau. So that's called mangala karma. Mangala means auspicious action, such as wedding, such as, you know, that is called sat karma. It is called an auspicious action. Sat means good or auspicious. So if person is good, so sat, sat, sadhu bhave. When person displays sadhu or goodness, then you call it sat person, sat purushaha, sat jana. When an action is exalted, then also use the word sat like sat karma. Sat shabda hai, pasa yujyate. So look at the glory of this word sat. That it brings into existence something which is not. Sadbhava means coming into being of something which is not. Suppose you perform an action and the action is performed in such a manner that in fact the action will not bring the result because it is not done properly. But then if you utter the word Sat, this, the name, has a capability of bringing into being the karmaphala which otherwise may not have been. Sadbhava. Suppose the action that is performed is not good, then also good means is not done properly, then also when you utter the word sat, it makes it good. Prasaste karmani, and any action also becomes an auspicious action. Sat shabda, partha yudhyadhe partha, the word sat is employed for this purpose. <coughs> then further, yajne tapasidane cha, Yajne tapasidane cha sthitihi. Sthiti means steadfastness. Abidance of steadfastness. Some people they are steadfast in performance of yajna. Regularly or every day they perform yajna because they are steadfast in performing yajna. Some people are steadfast in doing tapas or austerities. Every day regularly they perform austerities in terms of fasting etc. They always do it regularly. Some people are steadfast in, in dhanam or charity. They do it on regular course. So there are some people who are given to yajna, some other people are given to tapaha, some other people are given to dhanam. Sthiti, that set fastness, is called sat, is called sannishtha. It's called sat sthiti or sannishtha, whether it is nishtha or abidance, in doing any one of this, yajna, tapaha or dhanam. Yajna, tapasidhane cha, sthiti, that sthiti or nishtha is called sat, sannishtha. Karma chayivata dharthiyam. Now you see, this you see, the you see the yajna being performed. You see charity being given. You see the austerity being performed. But this may need a lot of background work. Performing yajna may need a lot of background work. There are many people who do things in background. People prepare garlands. They bring flowers and prepare flowers. They bring the, the firewood, they bring the grain and clean that. Lot of work is to be done. In performing ritual, now you can see all the decorations are started, now people are in the background work. You will see the priest performing the ritual tomorrow. But for that a lot of background work is done. 
So that work which is done for performance of yajna, tapaha, not only yajna, dana, tapaha, not only they are called auspicious actions, but then the actions or the any activities required to actually make this possible also, karma chaivata darthiyam, whatever actions are performed or activities are done for yajna, for dana, for tapaha, that also is called satkarma. There also the word sat is used. <coughs> But usually in the Vedic times, there was this division of labor that man would perform the actual yajna and woman would do all the background work. Therefore the division was that whatever this man is doing this work apparently, but the 50% of punya of the married goes to woman because she is karma chayvatadarthiyam, because she all does the preparatory work. Of course, that time there was no such protest. Why do I, why should I not do that? You know, that is a problem. Why should I not do that? Because uh, the equality, I guess, was not in terms of doing the same thing. Equality was only in terms of dignity, in terms of respect for whatever you do. It's not what you do, but the attitude which you do, and therefore, even the so whether you are visible or not visible, you know, so woman is not visible, why should I not be visible also? I guess that kind of ambition may not have been there those days, and there were things were, were okay. These days girls ask the question, Swami, why should I not do, why should I not do the Agni Samskara, you know, the, 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 the final cremation rite for my father? Why should my brother not do it? Why should I not do it? Okay, I don't know. What are you going to reply? If you refer to the books, they say, you are all orthodox people. You know? But if you are quite happy being the background, doing the background work, then it is as auspicious and it brings about the same kind of merit as which is brought about by the main ceremony. That's karma chaivata darthiyam and the actions that are meant for the preparation. They are all called satkarma. <coughs> And thus, Om Tatsat. So utter this name, Om Tatsat. That, that is what Lord Krishna, in fact, gives here the initiation, Om Tatsat. And that's the reason why any auspicious action is become Om or Om Tatsat. <coughs> then somebody says, that's a good idea, Swami. You say that if you utter Om Tatsat, then whatever defects are there, they're all made up. So uh, then we will do, we won't bother about, you know, uh, we won't bother whether preparation are done properly or not. So suppose then there are fellows who are, who are asuras or demons who have not faith at all. They also perform rituals and that was described earlier. Suppose they also say Om Tatsat then will it be the same? Meaning will Om Tatsat even if there is an action or ritual performed without any faith or shraddha and to make up for that deficiency, you say, Om Tatsat then, will Om Tatsat do the work? Lord Krishna says, no. Shraddha, of course, is necessary. Whatever you do, do it with Shraddha or faith. Meaning faith in the scriptures. Faith in the validity or the veracity of scriptures. Faith in Ishvara. That there is Ishvara. Karma Faladata. That there is this fairness. That he is the, the giver of the Karma Falada. That the action that is being performed will give rise to result. That is also called faith. When you do some chanting, when the astrologer says, do this 17,000 times, you know. And so you finish up 17,000 times. But if there is no faith, I don't believe some. I do it because he's told me. No, that doesn't work. I don't believe in this astrology. But he has told me, so I do it. That won't work. They say that whatever you do, you should do with faith. Faith in the efficacy of what you are doing. That I am reciting this mantra so many thousand times and I know that mantra is, is effective. That it will bring about the results. With that faith or trust if you do, then the mantra is likely to be effective. But if I don't have trust in what I am doing, it is going to be ineffective. Whether you utter Om Tatsar or don't utter. Because then Om Tatsar also he doesn't care. I don't believe in Om Tatsat, but he says, so I do that. So without faith or trust, nothing yields the result. Lord Krishna says that whatever you do, 
It should be done with faith. By faith, you see, all of this is only on faith. Vedanta doesn't require this kind of faith. But Karmakarna requires faith. Karmakarna means if you perform this ritual, then you will get this result. So people perform here so many rituals. Swamiji, I need a job. And Swamiji, my son should get married. And all kinds of things we want. And you perform different rituals. I'm suffering from this disease. What should I do? All right, perform this. Mahamrityuja Mantra. Homa. I, Swamiji, I do that. I don't believe in that. Then it won't give the result. So while doing, there must be this faith and trust that this particular ritual or this particular action will yield this result. And then, in spite of that faith and your based effort, if there are some deficiencies in there, then Om Tatsat will be able to make up for that. But if there is no faith and no sincerity, then even God's name cannot help it. That's what Lord Krishna says in the last verse of this chapter. Ashraddhaya hutam dattam Tapastaptam kritam chayate Asadityuchyate partha Nachatat pretya no iha Ashraddhaya hutam Ashraddha means lack of shraddha. As I said, First is Shraddha, that what I am doing will yield the result. Meaning I have Shraddha in that, in that, in that ritual. Why do I have Shraddha? Because this ritual is prescribed by scriptures. I have Shraddha in scriptures. I have Shraddha or the trust in scriptures that what I prescribe is, is right. Then, because the ritual is prescribed by the scriptures, therefore I have trust in that also. And I have trust in the Devata. You, you recite Hanuman Charita hundred times to get a certain result. You must have trust in Hanuman also that he will give this result, you know. I don't think Hanuman can do that. Then it, suppose you don't believe in, you don't believe in the, the, the capacity of the Devata. It doesn't work. So trust in the Devata who is worshipped. Trust in the method of worship, there is ritual. Trust in the scripture which prescribe the worship. Trust in the people who perform the worship. Suppose you, you commission this, you know, japa, and you, you commission a brahmana. Sometimes people don't have time to do that. So, all right, you can ask a brahmana, you, you, you know, you give a dakshana, appropriate dakshana, that was, brahmins don't do swami Suppose you do that. Suppose you don't trust them. And so, Without ashraddhaya, without trust, trust at all levels. Hutam, you perform a homa. Dattam, give a charity. Tapastaptam, perform austerity. Krutam, chaita, whatever else you may do. Whatever other, any, any religious actions you perform. Asadityuchyate partha, it is of no avail. He partha, that's no avail. Nachatat pretyanoya. It does not give any benefit either here or hereafter. It is simply a waste. Anything that is done without Shraddha is a waste. Even they say that Devutas do not accept Ahuti unless it is given with Shraddha. When you give Ahuti, you may not know what's going on, but at least there is Shraddha. That faith is there, devotion is there, that what I am doing is a, 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 a proper thing to do. That this Ahuti is, Swamiji, what is this? All going to fire. Where is this Devata here? You know, suppose that, that's what you believe. People believe, you know, that this is all waste. All going to fire, burning everything. It's all turning to ash. If you don't have Shraddha, then don't do it. Because if you do it without Shraddha, that Ahuti or offering will not yield any outcome. And so, Shraddha, no, I do just because somebody tells me, do because somebody tells you, but do it with Shraddha. No, no, I do because otherwise he will be displeased, you know, under pressure you are doing it. That's all rajas and tamas, so do with Shraddha, sattvic Shraddha. 
And so many stories are there in the Puranas also where things are done without Shraddha. And they have not yielded the result. There is a very famous case of uh, Vandaksha Prajapati. This is described in Shiva Purana in Mahimna Stotra also. Kriya Daksho Dakshaha Kratupati Radhishastana Vrutam Roshinama. Oh, he had made a big show. Daksha Prajapati is the creator. And he is a great lord. He, he has all the resources at his disposal. And he is very well versed in performing rituals himself. Kriyadaksha. Kratupati Adhishastana Vrutam. He is the king of all the human beings. He commissioned the best of the sages to perform this ritual. Sadasyaha, Suraganaha, all the all the devutas were invited also to preside over. All this Daksha Prajapati made a big show. But he did this for he did this for what? To teach a lesson to Lord Shiva. I can do without you. Now, Lord Shiva is the, is the deity for whom this is done. And he did not invite Lord Shiva. Shraddha virhetam yajnam. Without Shraddha. In fact, not only he did not have Shraddha, because what happened is, he was angry at Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva was his, his son-in-law, by the way. His daughter Sati was married to Lord Shiva. And, and, and Daksha Prajapati, being the creator, enjoys a great status. So once in a big sabha or an assembly, when all many devutas were all sitting, Lord Shiva also was sitting, Daksha Prajapati enters that sabha and everybody gets up in honor. And Lord Shiva must be in his own thought, God, he didn't get up. And Daksha Prajapati noted that, say, this is my son-in-law. And so he doesn't get up in respect, I'll teach him lesson. Just teach him lesson. He organizes huge ceremony, invited everybody except Lord Shiva. And the, the ultimate end was what? That Yajna was destroyed by Lord Shiva himself. Lord Shiva is the one who is who who wants to give the result of the action. Meaning that wherever she, he sees that some good act is being done, Lord Shiva wants to favor that. But here he became the destroyer because it's all done without the Shraddha. And so in Ramayana also, his Ravana is performing ceremonies and Indrajit is performing all kinds of things, but without Shraddha. So Lord Rama himself destroyed, I mean his people went and destroyed those things. All these stories are being told to emphasize the importance of Shraddha. This is Shraddha Trayvabhaga Yoga. The whole chapter was to discuss or to describe the necessity of Shraddha or the faith or the right conviction. It was said that everybody is born with Shraddha or conviction. But what is important is Sattvic Shraddha, the right conviction. That is the main emphasis. So that we can look at our own convictions, our own tendencies, and where we find the effect of Rajas and Tamas, we can, with an effort, remove that and cultivate the Sattvic tendencies. <coughs> to conclude, the last sankal vakya om tatsad om tatsad bhagavad gita so upanishad so brahma vidyaya yoga shastre shri krishna arjuna samvade Shraddhatre Vibhaga Yoga Nama Saptadashodhyaya In this manner, 17th chapter, which is called Shraddhatre Vibhaga, where the division of threefold Shraddha was done. In the 17th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, which is of the nature of a dialogue between Lord Krishna and Arjuna, of which the main theme is Brahma Vidya the knowledge of Brahman and Yoga Shastra is a means for Brahma Vidya which form the subject matter of Bhagavad Gita which is nothing but which is nothing but Upanishads in that the seventeenth chapter is concluded. Sarvadharman Parityajya Maamekam Sharanam Raja 
ಅಹಂತ್ವಾಪೇಭ್ಯ ಮೋಕ್ಷಯಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಮಾಶು ಚರಿ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವ ಬಾಲರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೇ ಭಗವಂತೌಪುನಃಪುನಃರೋ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇದಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದ ವಿಭಾಗಿನೆ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓ